You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, PostWrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts and where else can they find us, Davey? You can find us every Wednesday night on youtube.com forward slash up next with a white background <laughs> for, for the our chat. NXT chat. We, uh, we go live every Wednesday night after NXT airs, youtube.com slash up next. Just like you said, you know why? It's because we are your NXT friends. Friends! Friends. And yeah, we're live on our YouTube and you decided today that you were going to make this awesome graphic kind of thing for our visuals our video because we do record these uh videos so if you ever ever wondered what we sound like sometimes people think i'm the british one i think they know what we sound like oh Sorry. you mean individually like who yeah who's like, who okay, what we right. look like yeah. all that fun stuff we you can on youtube but you made this like uh visual chat room thing because we we always turn to the chat room so you made it you you took the time out of your day to make this chat look all nice and as soon as we started the show everyone who was in the room was just berating you on how your chat looked like shit <laughs> pretty much pretty much so you quickly you quickly fixed it and we're live on youtube again. we are live we wow. are live on youtube and you know what um it's because of things like the youtube that i can say a big thank you and a happy birthday to ian mamba wow it's his birthday today and i learned that from my shitty looking chat room <laughs> on youtube yes uh we we go live after nxt every wednesday and we talk about nxt and that's what we're here to do tonight it was uh a night of title matches maybe you didn't know some of them were gonna happen but they did yeah yeah. Um, uh, three titles defended tonight in two matches. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're going to, we're definitely going to, it's a time of double champions. 
It is. It really is. It's double champions and hurting each other's eyes, I think. Hurting each other's eyes. Um, we have double champions all over, all across the board. Um, everything is EO. Yes. Everything is evil. We did a New Japan Cup show. Uh, on this very free feed, you will find, if you look at the episode prior to this, we did a show today about the New Japan Cup and uh, a little bit of chat about Dominion as well. And yes, evil, the new double champ over in New Japan. Absolutely. But you'll have to listen to that show to find out all about that. Uh, As Brayden mentioned, that is out already, uh, where we'll be telling... uh, Telling the final scores in our bracket competition. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that, uh, as you said, everything is evil. Um, it, it really is. In, in 2020, it's a fitting... It's, it's, it's an fitting. evil year. It so is an evil year. Not? Yeah. Is anyone having a good 2020? Like, is everyone like, yo, 2020 is my year. It's um, been my year. Maybe if you got, like, really jacked during quarantine or something. I did not get really jacked during <laughs> quarantine. Um, Someone out there is having a really good oh, 2020. Oh, I'm sure there are people, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm uh, not... The guy not... that rides around singing saw him earlier. Yeah. Uh, he looked pretty jacked. He's been getting uh, Yeah, there is a guy in Toronto who rides around downtown Toronto on a, on a longboard with a shirt off. He's in great shape. He always has, like, colored paint on him, I always yeah. find. He's got a bow staff, like a stick, and he rides around downtown Toronto just going... Oh, what a beautiful day! Ah! <laughs> like, he's great. I want to get him on the show. It's uh, crazy. He's he's just the newest phenomenon going down in downtown Toronto. We have Toronto Spider Man and all sorts. But he's the singing, a dick. the yeah, he is yeah. the singing guy. Is 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 my highlight of 2020 summer here in Toronto. It's a heat wave mm. here in Toronto. Uh, today it wasn't very very hot, but this this week is just it been, was pretty hot earlier. We just it wasn't go as humid, but it was. It was blooming hot today. We just like hang out in our in our backyard, the BDE MSG, and uh, it's it's like we just chill, and, and that's kind of what we've been doing, um, watching wrestling. We we watch NXT outside every Wednesday now. Mm-hmm. We got the Wi-Fi extender. We hang out. We cook our NXT meals. I did some Korean barbecue, yeah. some Korean beef, steak strips, and some chicken, and it was pretty good. Um, and then we drank some White Claws, and now we're here. We are indeed. So We've also been drinking the the Bud Light oh, yeah. strawberry lemonade. Yeah, uh, you know, someone not a rec- seltzer, but like the beer strawberry lemonade flavor. So it's someone's delightful. making fun of us somewhere, but I don't care. Yeah, they're pretty good. I'm at that point now. Look, I, I I'm like John Pollock. I can switch on a dime. I could order a double bourbon neat, or if I wanted, I can have a blue, blue Hawaiian. Um, I know what I like, and I'll drink it. And fuck you for telling me not to. Um, yeah, yeah, drink whatever you They're want. They're nice, right? Especially, it's been, like, it's been crazy hot in Toronto. Yeah. So, sometimes uh, a nice Bud Light strawberry lemonade is yeah. is just what the doctor ordered. You know, it sounds funny, but it really tastes really, it's really nice. It's, I recommend it. It tastes pretty. <laughs> That's what it tastes. It, it tastes It does good. taste pretty. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, we assure you, we're not sponsored by any, <laughs> we should be. any drinking company. We really should be. We, we really, really should be. At this point now, like, I feel like we really should be, but we're not. Um, but other than that, you're all right. I'm good. How's your week going? Uh, it's good. I am, uh, getting a new cat tomorrow. Oh. Um, obviously my girlfriend and I lost our cat. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of quarantine, uh, it was very sad. We both took it pretty bad. And we've been wanting to get a new cat. Mm-hmm. And we actually went last weekend to the Toronto Humane Society um, to adopt. That's okay. how we got Felicity beforehand. But because of COVID, all the cats are in like foster lockdown, oh. foster care. Um, so you've got to do these uh, online applications and 
Then you've got to wait, and it's a lot of waiting. Um, but one of my girlfriend's friends, uh, like, fosters for the uh, for the cat rescue thing. Big cat, Big cat rescue? rescue. <laughs> yeah. Um, her name's Carol. Um, and, and, yeah, so she said, oh, this lady's just adopting, uh, like, fostering kittens right now. Yeah. So you can, like, put her name in, and it'll get you bumped up because they're not on the site yet. So we uh, picked out we applied, and then we had to have a Zoom or a FaceTime with this woman where we meet the cats. It's oh. very Carol Baskin. That's really weird. Um, and it was, you know, when you, I don't know, but, like, obviously me living here, I'll, I'll FaceTime kind of my, like, mom and my yeah. grandma sometimes. And I think this is anyone over a certain age. They're like, and you'll see this in the YouTube room, but it'll be like, hi, can you see me? And you're like, oh, I can, I can just see it. I can just see your head, mum. And then it comes like right down here. It's like, no, no, a bit higher. Uh, it was like this with this woman showing and me the these cat. three cats. So first she showed me Ernest. Wow. I like that. Good. Ernest. Ernest, like Ernest I mean, she showed me like the Ernest side of its head and we're like, yeah, yep, cool. Nice. Then she showed me Miu. Okay. Um, which was like a female cat. Okay. And then she showed me, we're talking about like, if we like the name, we'll keep the name. If we don't sure. like it, we'll change it. This is a name we would have definitely changed. Frumpkin. Nah, I'd keep it. It you sounds keep like Frumpkin. Yeah, it sounds like something else I like. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> there's something like that which involves. Yeah, we. That's on the page. What is it? Fr- Frumpkin. Frumpkin. Yeah. Wow. Um, I've never even heard of. But that. we've ended up going with Ernest. Uh, we're picking them up tomorrow. Ernest uh, scared my, straight. Ernest my girlfriend's a, a writer, so she's calling him Ernest Hemingway. Nice. I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm obviously the calling cat. him Ernest the Cat Miller. <laughs> um, and wow. I, Ernie for short. He's this little cute six month old grey and white thing and it'll be all over my Instagram as of tomorrow night. So I, I'm right. pretty excited about that. Okay. Um, well, I'm... I, and the YouTube room is telling us what Frumpkin sounds like. But that, that's why you join the YouTube chat every uh, every Wednesday night. I didn't get a cat this week, but I got a tattoo this week. Oh, yeah? I finally decided that, like, I've been... I can't travel anywhere. What else am I supposed to spend my money on that I want to buy? Mm. Dude. So I went and finally, my, my favorite uh, tattoo... Um, person opened up her shop. So you talked about getting a haircut last week with a mask. Mm-hmm. Now I have to wear a tattoo, wear a mask while I get a tattoo and like conversation and talking is really weird. So now I understand what you're talking about with like, Hey, so a, a haircut's not forever. Cause I was saying last week about how it's like, how do you do that with a mask? So she, she's wearing the thing and she's like, so do you want this over here, or over here? And I'm like, yeah, she's like, cool. And then just draws a dick on my arm or something. Uh, no, it was, it was a quick one. It was like a tiny, it was only like half hour tat, but, uh, it felt like good to actually just do normal things again, even okay. though I'm wearing a mask while doing it. Um, but, but yeah, it felt good to, to go out and do stuff. Hey, you know, what's worse than wearing a mask? Not wearing COVID. a mask. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I told her. So In fact, UK, like I'm obviously from the UK. Yeah. UK, I know a lot of people are kicking up stink right now. Stop being such an asshole. Wear a mask. Uh, in fact, while I was there, someone tried to come in and get a walk-in tattoo while okay. I was there and I had an appointment and, uh, they were like, please do not come any closer. Put the mask on, like, on your face. And he's like, oh yeah, cool. So he puts it on his face, takes a few steps and then lowers it to talk. And she's like, nope, no, put, put it over your face. Uh, so I just like, yeah, um, just wear your mask. It's, I don't see it that hard. I have asthma my entire life in and out of hospitals and I have like some issues wearing it, but you 
you don't, it's fine. You'll have way more issues yeah, if you if get you don't. the worst yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. I was in, I was in, from top to bottom waiting and all that stuff in between a tattoo parlor inside wearing a mask for maybe over an hour. Mm. Didn't bother me at all. Like if I, like, what's the what's the problem you do get you it's you get used to it i honestly find it almost worse wearing it for a short time because you're not as used to it like i'll be wearing it at work running around the restaurant for a good like eight to ten hours and like yeah you're sure sure you're putting it down for breaks you go outside and stuff but it's a long time yeah um but you just you do get used to it as I, I want like cool masks now. I'm at the point where do I order that? There's these, these guys who made the Michael Myers looking one. There's yep. person tees. They've got all sorts. Man, there's some crazy looking masks. Uh, but I just have classic black. Obviously. Yep. Yeah. Obviously. I've got that. I've got the surgical ones. I tell uh, you, I don't want one that looks like Kane's mask. <laughs> Cause he, if you've been following Kane, and I'm like, sorry, not I, Kane, Glenn Jacobs, Mayor Glenn Jacobs. I took Jacobs. my mask off in 2002 and it's staying back on. He said that, uh, he doesn't think wearing a mask is a good idea. And then fast forward a few weeks later, his county is the numbers spiked crazy. And then he's like, Oh my God. So someone has put the tweet side by side and been like, sorry, but you're an idiot. Sorry. Kane, Mr. WWF, uh, who wants to be a millionaire or whatever winner. It's disappointing because he's always <laughs> been the one, like every kind of, I remember Daniel Bryan's autobiography. He's like, Kane's the smartest guy ever. Like, everyone's like, oh, Kane, Glenn Jacobs, smartest guy in the locker room. And now he's spreading this rubbish. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, look, uh, obviously someone right now is listening being like, I don't care what you say. I don't like wearing a mask. Cool. But you, you should if you're going into places and doing things. If you're staying at home and getting your groceries delivered and not leaving your premises and staying with your own crew and whatever, cool. It's not but like if you're you going out, need to wear it outside. I know. It's, it's your, crazy. Your shopping trip. Yeah. That's it. Why you is go it, to a bar, yeah. you go inside to go to the loo, you put it on then. Why like is it, it so hard that you go to pick up some chips at your corner store? Go pick up your pack of smokes at a corner store. You're in there for three seconds. You can't wear it for three seconds. The hardest thing is I haven't made the step to Bluetooth headphones. I still use iPhone like corded yep. headphones. Yeah, I'm still living in 2015. And it sucks trying to you forget that you're wearing earphones, so you try to put them over your, the hook, of the mask on your ears, and I'm like, ah, so like that's oh, an issue. Same with my right, my, like mine are on it. So I'm like, ones. if that's the biggest issue I'm having, then wow, like really, why are we? Why is this such a bad, big stink about this whole thing that you just can't wear for two seconds? Because like, where are you hanging out that you wanna? You you shouldn't be hanging out in places. Considering again, most of the people who listen to us are American, and like all I see is in the news that. You, America's looks very scary right now, and I hope everyone listening is staying safe, but it looks very scary. So just maybe follow guidelines. I hey, don't know. First they made us wear seatbelts. Oh. Then they made us wear helmets when oh riding motorcycles. God. Now they're making us wear masks. What happened to pandemic. our Whatever happened Where to our rights? freedom? Where's our freedom? God. Just um, ridiculous. But what tattoo did you get? Oh, I, uh, well, I have one from my, my girl, Lonely Hearts. She's okay. great. She gave me a Cupid uh, last year, so I got a little... Uh, Oh, a little, little cherub, a little yeah. I love. I like little angels and and little yeah. I, I think the I think they're great, and it didn't hurt at all. Good, didn't hurt at all. It's tiny, nice. but yeah, uh, yeah. So that's my week. You know what will hurt actually quite a lot is getting your eye gouged down. <laughs> Live on TV. Oh, I thought you were about to talk about Will, like Will Smith and uh, Jada Smith. <laughs> but you know what else is an entanglement? Hey, it's an agreement. <laughs> no, it's an entanglement. It's an agreement and an entanglement. <laughs> an entanglement would be 
uh, this Sunday at Extreme Rules Horror Show when you try to take someone else's eye out. That's an entanglement. Yeah. Um, so I know uh, I'll just plug this now. We'll be going, well, I'll be going live on the YouTube room yeah. on Sunday for Extreme Rules. Um, I'll be joined by uh, kind of the third man of Up Next now. It's uh, John Ceno. He helps us out so much with uh, kind of the Facebook page and and a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, join a the lot Facebook of behind page. the scenes stuff. Um, so I'll be joined by him. I'm going to be joined by Stephanie Chase from Digital Spy. Uh, I'll be joined by uh, B Detroit, a regular here at uh, Up Next and Post Wrestling. And uh, maybe another guest as well. So that's going to be this Sunday. And we're going to watch someone pull someone's eye out. Yeah, horror show. I'm, yeah. I'm working. Uh, my, my birthday is the following weekend. So I'm taking that off. So I didn't want to necessarily use a... Uh, I always work Sundays. And I didn't want to use a vacation. Sorry, I didn't want to use a vacation day for Extreme Rules Horror Show. I, I'd rather use it for my birthday. No, no, the next weekend. But... I really want to watch it, considering it's about a horror show. I mean, it sounds the most nuts thing <laughs> yeah. WWE have done for exactly. a while. Um, let's do, like, little quick predictions. Okay, well, you, a.k.a. tell me the card. Okay, <laughs> so we've got Sheamus versus Jeff okay. Hardy in a, piss match. in a bar fight. Oh my god, it's in a bar? It's in a bar. Wow, I love it. They clearly watched Stadium Stampede with the bar scene, right? Or just yeah. been watching Jeff Hardy over the last few years. Uh... So it's a bar fight, yes. bar room brawl kind of thing. Bar room brawl. Okay, uh, I I'm assuming Sheamus wins by with the big boot, but I want to see Jeff Hardy do a swanton off the bar. I think Jeff needs to win this. Yeah. Like th- this is his redemption this story. Is his, this of, is his like this is his yard. His <laughs> um, boy. Uh, this is Jeff's redemption story, saying that he's like sober now and he's he's beaten. Uh, his addiction, and he needs to beat Seamus here. So I'm going to go for <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Apollo Crews defending his United States Championship against MVP. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Apollo Crews. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Uh, actually, MVP has been pretty good uh, like over the last few weeks, and they've really done a good job of building up Apollo, I think. Uh, I'm going to go Apollo here, and I, I think I might talk about who I think might be challenging Apollo next. Yeah, we will get to Apollo. in the NXT review. Yes. Uh, we then go to the, I believe it's the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey, Bailey Doe Straps, yeah. defending her title against Nikki Cross. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to say Bailey Dose Straps keeps Dose Straps. Yeah, I think she's got to. Nikki's just one of those kind of, it's filling a bit of time we we're coming to SummerSlam. that's when you're gonna have your big matches yeah i'm going bailey as well um we then have in a swamp match braun Strowman defending his universal championship against essentially like 2014 bray wyatt nice he's got the whole world in his hand yeah man uh i don't like braun Strowman, so i'm gonna go with bray wyatt just because of that. And it's a swamp, right? I don't know. I sure. think they're building up the like uh, faces of Wyatt. So we've had Mr. Rogers Wyatt. We're having 2014 Wyatt. And then we'll have The Fiend win it at SummerSlam. Ah. A year since the debut of The okay. Fiend. That's my thought. Sure. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, Braun drowns Bray in a swamp Jeez. or something. Get Jeez. eaten by an alligator. people fighting bars and swamps. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Uh, we then have... Uh, 
there's two things with this. This is the WWE title match. This is one that I know you're going to be so excited about. Okay. It's Dolph Ziggler uh, challenging Drew McIntyre for the WWE title in oh. uh, Dolph Picks the Stipulation match. Has it been picked? Nope, not yet. Oh, what would Dolph Ziggler pick? I mean, surely you do, like, I pick a match where Drew McIntyre has his, like, fucking legs tied up, his <laughs> wrists tied up, and... Like a ladder match, or... Not allowed to hit me match. Uh, old gimmick match, if the dress is your old gimmicks. I, I think, I think we... The fact Mickey. that I'm kind of seeing here, um, do you remember the Queensbury rules with Regal, how he kept oh, on changing it? Yeah. I, I feel there's enough crazy stuff on this show um, that they're not going to just announce on the night, oh, it's a table match, it's a cage match. Like, why not just promote that beforehand? So it is. So I think it's just going to be Dolph dicking around and changing the rules. Dolph Dickler's. Dolph, yeah. Dolph Ziggler's playhouse of... Of fun. Wow. Yeah. I can't Um, can't wait. Drew or Dolph, who's winning this? Oh, uh, imagine Drew... Imagine this was the time. They're like, guys, Dolph Ziggler's the future. We got to go with Dolph. (laughs) The rocket on Dolph. Let's book him to the moon. I'm going to go with Dolph. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Drew. And then we've got, which I think could be the main event, uh, a match I'm really, actually really looking forward to, <clears throat> Sasha Banks challenging Asuka for the Raw Women's oh, Championship. Okay, yeah, this sounds actually really good. This so far is the match I would be most looking forward to. <clears throat> I, I would pick um, Asuka to retain. I think so. Is this the point where you start the split up of Sasha and Bailey and do Sasha Bailey at SummerSlam or do you think you can like save this till next year for Mania? Yeah, maybe save it even more. I would prolong it even more. Because I could see Sasha losing because of Bailey, but maybe it's like the first seeds being planted and maybe not a full pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah I don't want them to, to break up yet. But I think Asuka should retain. And then the match everyone's talking about. Yes. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye for an eye match where uh, on Monday uh, they said, Tom Phillips, I believe it was, said, the only way to win is by extracting the eye of your opponent out of the socket. Jesus. I love it. I can't wait. My favorite bit on Raw this week, and I know our Aussie listeners and Chris Thunder especially is going to criticize me for my accent here. Okay. But Buddy Murphy essentially goes up to... Seth and goes, like, oh, Jesus Christ, Seth. You're not really going to try and pull out each other's eyes, are you? <laughs> and it was just like... <laughs> and Seth Buddy was Murphy. Like, oh. the, but he was the, like, oh, man. You really going to try and pull out each other's eyes? It's like, it was funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, just the concern. Buddy Murphy, was he's the... The actual thinker of this. He's like, guys, why don't we think this out? Let's like, not do this. He's the act of reason. So when I uh, I did uh, King Lear in drama school. We got like a bug fly, in the, in the, the, in the, the BDE. Um, <laughs> and I played the part of Cornwall. And in what Cor- play? In King Lear, Shakespeare. Okay. Cornwall plucks out the eye of Gloucester. Um, okay. He like blinds him, essentially. Yikes. So we had to gimmick... A pulling out of the eye oh. uh, to do it live on stage. Yeah. So I, I'm. they're probably going to do CGI and prosthetics, but the way we did it, and it was actually pretty good. You mean he's not going to pull out his eye? I don't know. <laughs> we had a, a lychee covered in, um, like, a lychee out of its, like, skin. Yeah. 
uh, covered in fake blood in a condom. Ew. And you'd have to, like, palm it. Also, you say all those words funny. <laughs> what, like, cheap blood and condom? <laughs> um, and that sounds gross. You had to palm it and, like, go in, dig in the eye, and then when you pull it, you'd stretch the condom so it's like the, like, fucking tendons or yeah, whatever it is. Of course. And then you'd snap it back. Ew. And then, like, the other one you just, like, twisted and just had the lychee, and I stepped on that one. It had a really great crunch. Then there's, like, blood pouring everywhere, and everyone was, like, screaming <gasps> in the crowd. We did it in a church as well. Ooh, kind of nice. Um, but, yeah, I'm wondering if they if they know the lychee in a condom trick. Wow. Um, I think the church was just scared because they were like, what is that? What's a condom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Rey Mysterio uh, is become mega star status, like, where he is in the world, not just wrestling. So I feel like this is just a big, funny advertise. What a, what a strange thing to advertise. Like out of all the things, I, why? I this? feel it's weird because, you know, Ray isn't under contract right now. Right. Neither is John Cena. <laughs> oh, no? really? I don't know. There was that rumor oh, going around. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, the uh, Ray's not under contract right now. So this could be a good way to write him off. But I, I feel this is, uh, the way Seth's been kind of just like going down this darker and darker path, I now see like I patch Seth moving oh, forward okay. for like forever. He really liked Dean doing it over in. He's AEW. got his leather glove. He's got an He's eye got, patch. Yeah, wow. I th- I think he could rock the eye patch. Okay, um, I see it. But I don't know. I'm just so curious. And why not? What next month? Just say like a fucking cut your foot off match and just <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. It's but. I would say I'm more curious about this show than I've been about others just because I want to know how they're going to do this stipulation. Like, clearly they saw, someone saw the AEW eye patch thing with the eye for an eye and was like, oh, we should do that. Like, that's what happened, right? Like, that's just me. I haven't watched any of this main roster in a long time, but that's what I got out of it. I'm like, I just saw this. So I just find it weird. Yeah. I mean, and then, and then some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they really, then they really I went. No, I it. think, I think Ray's been really good. Yeah. Um, I, I actually like the, the kind of initial thing where Seth blinded him yes. on the, on the stairs. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually, I'm quite looking forward to this pay per view. It does sound absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it really does. I, I'm, I'm working, but you will be doing the watch along. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out just because it does sound insane. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have to check out some of those matches, including the eye for an eye. The horror show. The horror show at Extreme Rules. Uh, watch along should be a lot of fun. Come join us. We always have a lot of people in the chat for these things. So yes. join us for that. And also join me uh, on Saturday as I'll be talking to Nate Milton and John Pollock all about this year's Slammiversary. Yeah. Who will the mystery man be in the world title match? Wow. There's so many people. It it's probably gonna was. It's going to be Kurt Hawkins. It's definitely going to be <laughs> Kurt Hawkins. They, uh, they, to be fair to them, they've built this up so well, but like I've only just started watching Impact yeah. and I've heard the stories over the years, so I'm yeah. pretty sure it's going to be Kurt Hawkins after all this build up. What's I, what would his TNA name be though? He can't be Kurt Hawkins. It's got to be like something else, doesn't it? Uh, he was there before. Brian Myers. Yeah, he's Brian it? Myers. Right. Uh, so Saturday you're doing Slammiversary. Sunday's the watch along for Extreme Rules. And over on our Patreon, because of Extreme Rules, it's Extreme July. Uh, this summer, this Patreon, this July, we decided to do an Extreme 
month. We did a top five show, a new show with Davey, me, and John Sino, where we talked about top five extreme moments. That was crazy. We did a best match ever with our boy, Nate Milton, which was best match ever, Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. The whole rivalry, the feud, we go in-depth. It was crazy. It was extreme. That's on the Patreon. This week, me and you decided... What what could we pick that would be extreme? So we just flat out picked uh, an ECW pay-per-view. Yeah, we've got uh, Extreme Rules this yep. Sunday. So why not do Anarchy Rules yes. 1999? Anarchy Rules from 1999. I just watched it today. We're going to record it tomorrow. And wow, I've watched it before. But holy... It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to talking about this one. We haven't really done many kind of throwback pay-per-view reviews. Yeah. So really looking forward to this one. I Also, uh, did you ever have the game? ECW? Yeah, I have it. Yeah. Yeah, I still have it. You have it? Yeah, yeah. Let's it's like, it. what, Revolution or something? Like no, that? Anarchy, Anarchy Rules. Rules? Yeah. Oh, how many games did they put out? Jeez. I don't know, but I had that one. Okay. I'm pretty sure I have a few. So, um, yeah, all those shows uh, and all the back catalog and our Thursday Up Nextra, which is our AEW kind of versus NXT. The Wednesday Night Wars show, if you will. Uh, because after we record this show, we usually go and sit out in the backyard and watch AEW with some White Claws. We do. And Thursdays is when we talk about it. So all those shows, all the shows we've done in the past. And finally, oh, if you're lamenting the fact that John and Way will not be talking about the MCU anytime oh, soon, yeah. you can hear waiting talk about something <laughs> on the, on the same level if not higher we are talking with way his choice yeah he was up yours he's the patron about freddie got fingered yep he had he had the the royal tenenbaums picked originally wes anderson it. great film and then was like you know what i'm just on this tom green kick right now his words we're doing freddie got fingered so if you want to hear Way two weeks. talk about yeah. Freddie Got Fingered, that's Next coming week. at the end of the month. Yeah. So sign up <laughs> to hear that. It's Daddy, gonna be would a you lot like some fun. sausage? Yeah, I can't wait to talk. All these extreme, our extreme month is crazy. And on top of that, uh, I think it's that week or is it next week? We're doing a best match ever, Terry Funk. Oh, yeah. So this whole month has just been crazy. All the Masato Tanaka, Mike Awesome matches were insane. Anarchy rules, insane. All the extreme stuff. Um, and listen to us talk about, um, I mentioned that New Japan Cup show that we just put out for free. We're podcasting a lot, if you haven't noticed. We've been podcasting so much. I did the, the Hamilton pod with Nate last week as well. That's on this very free feed. But the top five show we did with John Ceno on our Patreon, we go, we went through like top five things that happened in wrestling that we thought were extreme. And like our choices were so different and varied and stuff. That show was so much fun. So definitely check us out. It's only five bucks. And, uh, yeah. All those shows and all the other shows we put out in the past. The whole catalog, five bucks a month, patreon.com slash up next. Okay, that's enough. Let's talk about NXT. From Wednesday, July 15, 2020, we start off with uh, some recaps because I don't know if, if you know, but last week we were crowned not only a new NXT world champion, but the first ever double champion here in NXT and that is NX Lee Keith Lee he is the champion he beat Adam Cole the the prophecy is completely over it's finished it's in our rear thing view. of the past yeah 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 uh so Keith Lee comes out there was this opening package with uh showing the highlights from last week but essentially everyone on the roster calling out Keith Lee. There Sending were, in like... There were a lot of people, yeah, like uh, just kind of FaceTime messages. Um, a lot of people giving him respect, but you had 
like Damien Priest. You had Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Just going all over the place. <laughs> oh, I'm going to challenge Keith Lee. Going to uh, the moon. <laughs> uh, Danny Birch was even in there. Bronson Reed. Loads of people. Dexter Loomis just staring ahead. And then this package ended with Tick Tock. Tick Tock. And Keith Lee, the new double champ, first ever double champ, comes in to full sale. Yeah, uh, I was... Uh, peak barbecuing as this yes. so as as keith lee was walking out i just said to you write whatever he says down so you kind of take the reins here for this keith lee okay promo. <laughs> so you have like two people in the crowd chanting old baskin is glory is it kona reeves probably kona <laughs> no we then had one person chanting nx lee that was kona um with uh, if you're keeping score at home kona reeves was wearing a mask. Yeah, everyone there wearing a mask today, by the Thanks, way. Thanks, Kevin Owens. Um, but Kona Reeves got a lot of screen time. Uh, as week, he should, I every think. week. Exactly. Uh, actually, if you ask me, it was less screen time than uh, normal. I think he should be on screen more. So, no, but he got his close-up. So he was like, maybe less from the far, but he got a close-up, which uh, is so, always nice. So take a drink. Yeah. Take a drink. <laughs> Kona Watch 2020. <laughs> uh, so Keith Lee comes out looking pretty fine with these two titles. My he looks good. He just, he just is wearing his gear, though. So I was like, okay. He's ready to fight. Yeah, so I was either like, you're either dressed really bad for your first appearance as world champ, or you're ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> so he's saying that this is beautiful, it's like a choir, and gets Alicia, the ring announcer, he's like, please, that just sounded so good, can you say that one more time? And she announces him again as North American and new NXT champion, Keith Lee. Uh, he says, thank you very much, but says he's been at this uh, crossroads because uh, the last few months I've had like difficulties and struggles and it's all been difficult times for everyone with everything going on. Um, and But in this ring, in this very ring, some really incredible special things can happen um, and basically says that uh, this is going to be a celebration, but I want to... Uh, I, he acknowledges his trainer, Tim Brooks. Yeah, they mentioned it last week, but we saw in his. Uh, yeah, we had a story months ago that was basically saying his his dad was like, "Nah, you're going to be a football, football player. player. You're not going to be a wrestler." And he's really bigging up this Tim Brooks guy because he believed in him, and he's like, "I did it for the likes of Tim Brooks um, and uh, everyone who's." caused me and encouraged me to sing along with this song bask in your glory um, he, he, he mentioned he mentioned like that he didn't come he didn't didn't just show up here like he's works and, and scrapes yeah. so hard to get here but as is anyone he said that like everyone is not you have to become whatever you are like no matter kind of what you you who you are yes which i liked and he says that there's someone backstage who he knows is at a bit of a crossroads himself and doesn't know where He's going to go next with his career. Oh. And calls out longtime rival Dominic Dijakovic. Now, we've, uh, he's kind of making. Dijak hasn't been there for quite a few weeks he now. He came out last week and posed with Keith Lee at the end there, but he hasn't wrestled or anything. Like, no. he hasn't been on TV. Really. And he's been putting out these tweets about Raw. Dominic. And he's shown, like, the. <laughs> yeah, he's done all these cryptic tweets. So, um,. Keith Lee, I felt, was kind of calling that out here because he's like, yeah, this guy I know is at a crossroads as well and I want to give him the first shot. Um, so calls out Dijak, who says that nobody is prouder than I am for you, but this is your moment. And Keith Lee said, no, this is your moment as much as mine. And uh, I, what did, could you tell what Dijak was wearing here? 
It wasn't his official T-shirt. It was like because I know that I have that because John Cena sent me it. He but did. I don't know why. But I know you like Tim's because there were definitely Tim's on this T-shirt and some cartoons. Oh, it looked, wasn't it Shad Gaspard? Was it Shad? Oh, was it that? Yeah, yeah, it may it? have been. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it may have been the Shad nice. Gaspard uh, tribute thing, actually. Uh, yeah. But says that uh, Dijak is the one who has pushed and tested his limits like no one else has. And the best thing for competition is to go up against each other one more time. Spoke to Mr. Regal, and I want you to be uh, the first challenger. Dijak's like, hey, well, yeah. And he's like, no, it's going to be tonight. Just say yes. Just say yes to the dress. So he's like, yeah, all right. I'll challenge to be Mr. Champ Champ. So and Dijakovic- that's one of our main events for the evening. So Dijakovic didn't really... It didn't really phase him. He's like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I don't know. So, sorry, the YouTube rumor telling me it was the Robert Pearson design. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the Robert Pearson that's shirt. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, shout out Robert Pearson and shout out Shad. Rest in peace. Um, so Dominic Dijakovic doesn't really want this match, but he's, he's, he's told just he was, say yes. He was down for the match and then he was like, I want it tonight. And Dominic was like, Oh, oh, oh tonight? Oh, okay. Oh. Actually, I was just thinking Dijakovic, like kayfabe wise. I know he's got a victory over Keith Lee, I'm pretty sure, but he won the first. Yeah. yeah. So it was probably like, I, I give you the first opportunity and Dijakovic's like, uh, look, I know I can't beat you, so I just, why bother? <laughs> That's what I got. So I, I haven't really rested. Yeah, I'm recently. a little out of shape. You've been on a uh, wild run. Yeah. I've just been chilling. I Can don't, we make uh, this in a month? Can we, like, wait? Like, I just, uh, you know, the gyms are closed. He didn't seem too enthused <laughs> He does <about> not. It. <laughs> yeah. it, you, considering the show started with all these, like, taped, like, superstar Cameron Grimes was like I want the title I want a shot at the title and instead it's Dijak's like yeah yeah sure I'll fight you for the title so that's happening later tonight winner take all just say yes Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes now for the past month Cameron Grimes has been trolling Damian Priest by like what slashing his tires Whilst naked, I think. <laughs> he was in his gear. He's in full gear. Um, yeah. Uh, he's just been trolling him. He's just been a, yep. a thorn in his side. But tonight, Priest will get his revenge. As the bell rings, both these guys come out. Um, Grimes and, and Damien, it's kind of like the grudge here. Grudge feud because they're going back and forth. They hate each other. Uh, at one point early on, Cameron Grimes hits the side effect, which looks great considering he's a lot smaller than Damien Priest. Um, during picture and picture, Cameron Grimes is working, beating down on Damien Priest. Um, but as they come back, he runs right into this lariat that just spins him inside out. They fight again on the outside. There's a razor's edge. Sending Cameron Grimes just flying into the apron. This looked awesome. Uh, Razor's Edge. He gets him so high up, but then drops yep. you onto the apron. Look great. Ouchie. Um, there's then just a classic plain old flatliner from Damian Priest. No one ever does just the flatliner. You got the uh, end of days. You got all these like variations, but no one ever just hits the flatliner. So I thought it looked great, but it was only a two count. Um, Cameron Grimes. And Priest are running at each other, and Grimes hits what they call the collision course, which I think is what they call it, which is Grimes' Spanish fly, but it's like the power slam Spanish fly. Looks awesome, but Priest kicks out. They're standing. They're going strike for strike. There's elbows. There's kicks. And a roundhouse connects from Grimes, who then goes for another one but misses, ends up into the ropes here, kind of rope hung in the middle of the ropes, eats a cyclone boot to the face, 
which knocks him out, still hanging onto these ropes. Priest grabs him upside down and hits the Reckoning, or the Crossroads, but it's Wednesday night here at NXT, so we'll call it the Reckoning. And Damian Priest pins Cameron Grimes with this rope-hung, rope-assist Reckoning, and uh, he's put he's put this feud in his past, in his rear view. Um, yeah, I think you could really see where the priorities are in NXT with this match. I I was quite looking forward to this, but I was expecting a bit more 50-50. I thought, I thought Priest would go over, but like Cameron Grimes got a little bit in, but I don't know. I, I was expecting a more competitive match than we actually got here. I think that is said about this entire episode, to be mm-hmm. completely fair. I, I don't want to be negative Nancy, but this whole episode felt like that to me. Uh, because on paper with the the whole storyline of these two Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest he's been annoying him it's been like kind of a a feud that's been ongoing and then this was like the payoff and it didn't really feel like that it just felt like Damian Priest hit his this could have this felt like yeah next up Damian Priest in action yeah that's what it felt like I don't know this guy comes out I know I I know everyone listening you know I love grime time yeah it's always grime time in the BDE but it just felt like I, I I wanted him to win obviously but I I knew he wasn't going to win, but even still, I'm like, yeah, he hit one or two cool moves, but it felt like it was over really quickly. It felt like just not like I've not got a problem with Priest. I've quite, I've actually quite enjoyed him. I really liked his match against Ballarat in your house, but yeah, I just felt Grimes came away with this with nothing. Um, Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes, but uh, yeah, just the match didn't do much for me, but we'll see. I'm sure his personality is big enough that, he can take the loss. It's absolutely fine. Yes. But it seems like they're really building up Priest for something bigger. Well, they should be building up Cameron Grimes. He is, I think, a lot of people's slowly, they're starting to see the, the star in Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah. Trevor Lee was awesome. Cameron Grimes, he's going to the moon. Ha <laughs> ha! He didn't do that enough today. Uh, so, Priest over Grimes. Uh, after this, we see Io Shirai. She's preparing for her match. She's coming to the arena now. We have the School of Hard Knocks. Timothy Thatcher, who is then in the dark ring in his uh, in his training school here, and he's like, "Hey, remember when I beat Oni Lorcan last week? I showed you guys submission moves, and then I literally just applied them on him, and I won." So he's like, "Remember the Fujiwara?" And he's showing some guy the Fujiwara armbar. We did this before. The guy starts tapping out, and he says, "You see, you need to you need more knowledge." So he applies more pressure. And makes the guy, whoever he's locked in this move, screaming and, and tapping and in agony. And he says, look at him. He's just like Oni Lorcan, tapping out like a little girl. Ooh. So uh, Thatcher still got some beef. Still wants to smoke. Some, the, he's got some beef with Biff? He's got some beef with Biff Busick. That's right. Um, but more on that a little bit later. Um, I'm, I'm kind of over him with these things now. I don't want to, I, I need to, I think it's cool. He isn't a match later, so it, it is excusable, but I'm like, okay, I just want to see you wrestle, man. Yeah. That's all I want right now. Yeah, they haven't been, like, I've way preferred Taz's, like, yeah. stuff that's exactly. been kind of similar on AEW. Um, but yeah, I, I feel that might be it for a while because they, they're setting up the feud again. We go to Shotzi Blackheart. Now, if you remember last week, she ran over Robert Stone's foot with a tank. Just letting you know. Yeah. He's let, been letting everyone know on Twitter. His, his Twitter game this week was he's very been great. Yeah. He's been great this week. Uh, a listener messaged me this week and asked, is Robert Stone supposed to be Tony Khan? 
And I, I could see because of the way he looks, but I don't think it was He's kind of dressed like that for a yeah, while. Yeah, he's always right? dressed like that. It was um, no socks. I think if they were, if they wanted to make that comparison, he'd be carrying duff bags full of white claws. Or That's true. They, they do it more on the nose, right? <laughs> that sounds like the best babyface character ever. Just comes down to the ring. It's like Stone Cold People but 2020. through tables and we'd be so confused. Like imagine if Stone Cold came out in the, in like the 90s and was like giving you beer. <laughs> he would be even more over than he was. But we just watched him drink it and he was over. Um, so I don't know how we got there. But Shotzi Blackheart, she comes down in her tank. Uh, no, uh, I, I guess she fixed it up after running over a guy's leg. Yeah. Um, she's looking great in her red jacket. Her, it was her takeover in your house gear. It looks awesome. She comes down, she's howling, and she is going up against Indy Hartwell. Now, I am not super familiar with her, but she has been signed for a little while. She was, she had a name for herself on the Indies, if I, I mean, her name is Indy, but I mean on the Indies as well. But, um, we've seen her once or twice. I don't think she's ever won on NXT TV. But we'll see after this. There's um, back and forth early. Shotzi drops Indy into like a single leg crab dropping. It was pretty cool counter for counter from Shotzi because she's pretty technical and you don't really you don't really see too much of it. But she can can be. Um, there's a reverse sling blade from Shotzi, which is like she runs at you and spins backwards and hits a bulldog. So it's like not dropping on your back, but onto your face. There's then the series of kicks and the switchblade kick, which is similar to what Dakota Kai does. Dakota Kai has the scorpion kick, yeah, but there's this other move that I always call it the Power Ranger kick because it's Aisha in uh, Power Rangers, I think Turbo. She would do it. I know. I just nerded out. She would hold her own foot and then let go and like kicks you. So right. Shotzi calls that the switchblade, which I absolutely love. Hits that. Drops it. you love switchblade Jay White so much. Well, like switchblade, switchblades were a thing before Jay White's, and I know, and I know Shotzi. I bet Shotzi has many switchblades in her home. <laughs> That's a thing. People love switchblades. Also, like, yeah, trust me. That's it's a, a weird assumption to make about someone. No. <laughs> she has uh, this wrestler has a series of knives in her house. No, uh, like it is a it is like a classic. Like right. like people always get them tattooed on them. It's it's like a symbol of like I don't know gangs and danger and terrible terrible things that Switchblades probably did back in the fifties. But uh, I got in trouble once actually. Yeah, what for saying I bet that person has a load of Switchblades at home and is in gangs and gets into a lot of trouble. Uh, well, her character. Is she's so like like you know she's raised by her dad. She was raised by her dad. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, I had one of those switchblade combs when I was a kid, okay. and I got in trouble because my teacher Badass. thought it was a, yeah yeah yeah. My teacher thought it was a knife, and I'm like, no, it's 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 a comb. Uh, true story. So Shotzi Blackheart is beating her up, hits the switchblade kick, sending Indy Hartwell into the ropes, and then does the running cannonball onto her back, and this is where. Robert Stone comes down to the ring in a foot cast. <laughs> I howled. I loved it. I was howling. One of those big boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like when you break your foot, he's walking down to the ring. And he's he's huffing. He's puffing. He's so upset. He's trying to get into the ring. And as the ref is distracted from that, Aaliyah comes into the ring. There's the distraction. She knocks Shotzi off the top rope. She Bops her head off the back as she tries to get to her feet. Indy comes at her with a boot to the face, kind of. And Indy Hartwell pins Shotzi Blackheart. Wow. Um, I, I didn't mind this, to be honest. I thought this did a lot of things. I think, uh, 
it it allowed us to actually see what Shotzi's capable of when she's kind of the sort of better wrestler, if that makes sense. And that's not not a knock on uh, Indy. I'm just saying in the hierarchy of NXT, okay, yeah, Shotzi Blackheart's above Indy Hartwell, and we just got to see her pull off a load of her moves that quite often she's playing the underdog or getting the hot tag and doing a load of crazy stuff. Um, this kind of furthered the story with Robert Stone and Aaliyah, which I, I'm kind of quite enjoying as like a mid-card act. Like I, I'm yeah. finding them pretty Oh yeah, he's so funny. He's killed it for me. And He's great. Yeah, Shotzi should be feuding with them after the tank thing. Um, and also <laughs> it, it puts Indy over a little on her... I, I don't think this is her debut match. We've seen her before, but this yeah. is the first time she's really been highlighted. This is the first win. Got a win. So I, I actually was kind of a fan of this segment. So does Indy Hartwell join the Robert Stone brand or is that they're not interested? I mean, that's something they could tease if, yeah. if you wanted to give Indy a bit more. Um, maybe we see her and Aaliyah team up for a one-off and see how they do. But yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this, to be honest. Uh, I want to see more of this Shotzi-Robert Stone kind of feud, like Aaliyah-Shotzi Aaliyah yep. thing, because Robert Stone is very funny. Uh, I, I didn't like him when he started, but man, he's grown on me, and he's he's coming to this character. We go to Mackenzie Mitchell backstage. She is interviewing the number one contender tonight for the women's title. Tegan knocks. Tegan says, tonight is just another obstacle, and I will jump over it. Io is an obstacle, but tonight is my night. It's my destiny. I'm better than ever. I'm stronger than ever. I'm shinier than ever. And just like Kane and Molly Holly, I'm going to win. Be a champion. (laughs) What? (laughs) I tweeted this out earlier. Okay. Has anyone ever name-checked both Kane and Molly Holly in a promo before? (laughs) So... it's. It's I'm going to be a champion like Kane and Molly Holly. It's the weirdest two wow. influences. Like, I love it. Like, I like Kane. I like Molly, Molly Holly. Holly was great. Like, uh, but it's just so weird. Yeah, that's a strange, like, name drop. Like, yeah, I want to be a champion. Because, you know, Kane, he was a champion. Molly Holly, she was also a champion. Who would today's equivalent be? It's like, my like, in 20 years' time, you go... And I, I'm going to do this uh, just like my influences, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. I don't know. I it, no, I think it, it's Kane, so it has to be Tucker Knight, <laughs> <laughs> the brother. <laughs> and I don't know. I really this just a, it Can't felt strange. Like, it definitely took us both aback. Like, oh, okay. Like, shout out Kane and Molly Holly one time, but like, <laughs> all right, weird flex, but okay. Tonight is the night. What I got out of this is she's going to A, do a choke slam and B, do a Molly Go Holly round or Molly, Molly Go round. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Loved it. But yeah, Kane and Molly Holly are your heroes. Yeah. Hey, why not? Why they not? didn't do anything except Kane. This is the second time we're talking about Kane today. He's going to wear that damn mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> you know, these th- next three guys, they used to wear masks, but they don't any longer. And I'm talking about the Lucha Cartel. <laughs> Is that racist? The Lucha Cartel? Just calling him that. 
Oh. I've been thinking about it this week. Because I know last week you were like, I don't want to call them by their Spanish name. Because I've been calling... I, wanna, I've been, I know, we all been have. Calling but like, I'm just people. thinking with everything going out on oh. in the world. Are you like, talking... Is that offensive? Are you mad because you got in a fight about Taco Tuesday with someone? <laughs> oh, no. I just... I was just... I was eating the popcorn with that one. Oh, okay. You yeah. weren't involved oh, in no, the Taco Oh, no, no. I was just like, you need to check out this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't mean to offend if it's Lucha no, Cartel. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering, can someone let us know? Because... I I think I started calling them the cartel because they were just straight up dudes in Lucha Mask kidnapping people. Yeah. So that is a, that's a, yeah, that's a cartel for me. Um, (laughs) I've watched Breaking Bad. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm not calling you out. I'm I'm genuine. It's something I've been thinking about this week. Um, the 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 YouTube room, the YouTube room doesn't give a shit about Lucha Cartel. They are very upset about Taco Tuesday and everyone's Googling it now. Oh my God. So yeah, let's, cause they, they don't, they're probably not a member of the Seaton Village <laughs> Facebook group. But people were mad about Taco Tuesday. So someone, uh, we we're a member of like a Facebook group, a community, of our, a neighbors. community of our of our neighbours, and someone just innocently put, "Hey, who knows where I can find good tacos here?" The conversation's going on, selling about good taco places, yeah. and then someone goes, "Oh, and this place does a great Taco Tuesday." And someone else is like, hey, Taco Tuesday is super offensive and, um, wow. uh, what's the word? Racial, uh, I can't, yeah. appropriation, all of that kind of stuff. And then other people going off, like there's a load of, uh, like kind of Mexicans in the group saying like, no, it's not. It's just, it, it's alliteration. It's a Tuesday. It's tacos on a Tuesday. Tacos? And I was like, I know Braden's going to love this conversation. <laughs> so just. Well, I know uh, in May, the Migos came out with a song called Taco Tuesday, and the music video is just them in their kitchen literally making tacos. And I was like, okay, that's a little that's a little weird that that's just the, the music video, but like, whatever. So now I'm like, oh my God, are we, uh, I, what's wrong with Taco Tuesday? I think Taco Tuesday is fine. Okay. Until I'm told it's not, because... If we're being stupid and we're, it is bad, then let us know. But yeah. I think we're Same in the... Lucha Cartel. Yeah, I yeah. think we're in the majority that it's... Yeah, I don't, I'm not being, there's no malice behind it. Oh no, yeah. I know, I know, I'm just, like, it's 2020 and we've, <laughs> like, we wanna, like, we wanna be corrected if we're... But Taco Tuesday. Offending. Taco Tuesday, I think that Okay, stay. well, if you don't want me to call them the Lucha Cartel, what's their actual name? El Legado del Fantasma. El Legado del Fantasma. El Legado? El Legado. El Legado. El Legado del Fantasma. Uh, they are sitting around a table. They're all in their suits. It's like kind of dark and ni- nicely lit kind of somewhere in a, I don't know, like a bar or a hotel lobby or, or some somewhere classy is what it is. Oh, looked. yeah. And uh, we have Escobar, Santos Escobar, who says, toast to our victory. And they all cheers. And they say that... Uh, Cheers to Drake Maverick. We finally got rid of our pest control. The only reason Drake Maverick got his job back was because he went crying on YouTube. And Wakeem Wilde says, yeah, cheers to the little chihuahua. And they say, well, what about those clowns, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, who came out making fun of the Lucha Libre tradition? See, there's two people they, were, they could have a, a gripe with. Fandango and Tyler Breeze came out last week. Oh, dressed yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what talking about appropriation. Uh, so they say those guys are nothing. You see, the cruiserweight division needed us. Raul Mendoza is a technical assassin, and Joaquin Wilde 
well, he's just, he's deadly. They say that the, the show used to be the side show. The cruiserweights used to be the side thing, but now we've taken it to the main show. We've built our empire. And now you see to, to, to build things, you need to tear things down. So that's what we are doing. We are a family. Uh, Arigato. And they, they cheers. I'm pretty sure two of them were drinking water. I'm going to assume Santos Escobar was drinking a nice rum and coke because it looked nice. But the other two were drinking water. Hey, if you want to drink water, it's fine. But they do their cheers. They I toast it. It might have just been good could be, tequila. It could be, it could, tequila. it could be White Claw. It could be. <laughs> uh, they cheers it off. They say their family. And uh, we'll see more of them very soon with the close-up of the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. I like this. I just love everything they're putting into the Cruiserweight title and these three guys. I think they look great. I think they sounded great. Um, you were... you we As we were watching, you were going, pretty sure Joaquin Wilde doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah, they were... Sp- I don't... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, he's talking to him and I was like, wait, does he know what he's saying? Because I don't think he knows what he's saying to him when he was going back yeah, yeah. changing languages. Um, yeah. But no, I like this. I, I really like these three guys. I think they're they're kind of on a home run right now with these three and yeah. the Cruiserweight title. It's now kind of with, with Keith Lee being the double champ and defending them both at the same time. This is your secondary title For right sure. now. And I feel... He feels like a champion, looks like a champion, has an awesome looking trio going on. These guys look serious. And this was shot well. Like yeah. it, it's in this cool hotel. Yeah. Um, I really like this. Uh, look, they looked cool in their suits. They look, ga- I know I called them the Lucha Cartel, but they look gangster. Like the way they look, it looks clean. Uh, I kind of made fun of Keith Lee when he came out earlier because he came out in his gear. That's not like, I know I'm a little old school, I guess. When I think of a world champ, I think Ric Flair in a suit. What the, I, so these guys are in I'm, suits. I'm kind of with you for your title celebration um the if the match was happening right away yeah. i got it but this is your celebration You're just i know it's more shirt. i guess it's, it's more heel usually to be wearing a suit but <sighs> I, I agree you shouldn't be in your gear celebrating yeah i don't know these guys look clean these three look great yeah these three look really really cool I, I can't wait to see i know we kind of we didn't like like shit on on their match last week but i know there's more in these guys and i think uh giving them some free reign here to let them kind of you know have have some weekly programs and stuff like that i know they made fun of drake and fandango and tyler breeze breezango so i guess we're gonna have to see a rematch but whatever i just had i had to struggle right now to think who are the tag champs it's imperium right yeah i guess get them off them yeah sure Get, get them Get him on Breezango and just get him on these guys, you know? That'd be great. Yeah. Like, I, I love Imperium, but they're not doing anything right now. And I think there's a bit more steam b- behind these guys at the moment. And I'd love to see Raul Mendoza with more than just being a two-time up next enhancement, enhancement talent. talent of the year. Yeah, he is a two-time enhancement talent of the year. It's going to be tough. He's not enhancement talent anymore. I, I don't So we so, have yeah. to find someone else. Yeah. Who is it going to... It can't be Indy Hartwell because she won. Aaliyah? <laughs> <laughs> She'll make a, a different list of things on the following week, I'm sure. Uh, we go to... Are you ready for this? It's mm. only halfway through the show, but guys, it's time for winner take all. The North American champion and NXT world champion, Keith Lee, defending both titles against Dominic Dijakovic. More Ronaldo with the call that says, These two titans who fly like eagles. Which is very true. Uh, they didn't do much of flying in this match. Yeah, this this felt a lot tamer. Ah, than their usual matches. 
Okay, so it's not just me. Yeah, no, okay. I, I'm... Okay, yeah. so these two start off with a test of strength. Now, again, these two have had some series of bangers throughout, not only in NXT, but even beforehand. But we've we've done shows covering all their 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 matches here in NXT, and man, were they crazy! And it got to the point where where not only me and you, but listeners of ours were like debating like which match they liked better than like was it well, was it better than that one? Was it better than that one? About four or five. Yeah, they did a series yeah. of them, and then here we have it again, just thrown to us without warning like Dijakovic <laughs> that we're having it again here tonight and it didn't have the same air in the room maybe it was there's no crowd I don't know but this didn't feel like it felt like it did before so they start off with a test of strength they then break off from that they do a fist bump they then go back at it trying to get technical they then handshake then Keith Lee from the handshake does like a side headlock, almost judo throw type move, putting Dijakovic in a head roll. They break again. They get to their feet. Dijakovic once again goes for it. There's just so many handshakes. He goes yeah. for another handshake. The match has been on. The clock of this match had to have been like at least two minutes plus at this point, And they're still just like being chummy. Like, let's hey, let's shake hands. We're boys. And I absolutely hated it. Um, and then as... Keith Lee like suckered him in with that one. Dijakovic now just palm to the chest of Keith Lee. It just sounds like a gunshot. And then they go to commercial break. Now here's issue number two I have with this match. Earlier, I was talking about Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes, and they went to picture in picture to see Cameron Grimes putting Priest in nice headlocks and just beating him up during commercial break. But your double title match does not get PMP. I think it's more just the uh, the timing of the show. They want to keep you as a viewer. And I think at this point in the show, if you've gone this far with them, they assume you're not going to tune over to the other channel. Okay. So I think that's why they always have like quite a long opening segment and then a match and then into picture and picture. So really, it you go like 30, 40 minutes with no break, proper commercial. Uh, but I'm with you. <laughs> like I'd save it for your double title match. But yeah, I think that's their strategy. I just thought it was weird. When we come yeah. back from commercial, we see Dijak. He's trying to hit his suplex like throw move that he hits all the time on Lee, but he can't lift him. There's no dice. Lee hits almost like the pounce, sending him flying. There's an elbow. There's he runs at Dijak. He catches him in the air with a sidewalk slam. There's then this move where I mentioned I saw a flatliner in the Damian Priest match where he just did a basic flatliner. Mm-hmm. Here Keith Lee like ties up Dijakovic in the ropes somehow and then does like a 360 like flatliner kind of move. Look pretty cool. There's then Dijakovic kicks out of that at two. He climbs the top rope, hit, jumps off with a top rope blockbuster. There's then this like he, – he thinks he has the, the advantage. He runs at Keith Lee who then with his just one hand lifts up Dijakovic with his palm, like palming a basketball. But the whole body of Dijakovic, which is 275 pounds, like nothing, slams him down with his one-handed this spine buster. Yeah, this was crazy. Picks him up on the shoulders, the big bang catastrophe, and Keith Lee retains both – titles if we're looking at this like all the other matches they've had this does not compare yeah this was weird to me and i think it was almost deliberate um we'll get to the post-match kind of interview with dijak soon but he kind of says about oh like 
we've always been here and now Keith Lee's at another level. Yeah. And it's like they wrestled this match to show that Keith Lee's way better. Keith than Lee him. is now just way better. That these two used to be like equal. Equal and now Keith Lee is just way, way above. Um I mean like really do we want to see these guys be doing the crazy shit they were doing in an empty arena? No. No, but then also this rivalry's gone on for so long. They put on all these crazy matches and realistically this is the biggest match they've ever had. This is for your NXT and your North American Championship. This is the big one. It it felt like Dijakovic here felt kind of like Cameron Grimes in that first match. Yeah, he did. He did. He really did. It just felt like he what it felt like I watched the same match almost. It's like, okay, you just ran through this guy. I didn't believe at any point Dijakovic was going to win this match at all. No. It just it didn't have any of the the excitement or the I don't know, it just felt like there was no steam behind this. It just felt really cold and I like both of these guys. And yeah, Dijakovic has been in this like weird crossroads where is he going to Monday Night Raw? Is he not? Is the does the internet say what happens happen? I don't know. But here it's like he he was just completely ran through by Keith Lee. So it it shows that he is supposed to be like Keith Lee is supposed to be far superior than him now. Yes. That's what they're telling us. Yeah. Uh after the match not only did they handshake like four times in the match, they then handshake after the match and they hug it out. They bro it out, but the lights go out. And all of a sudden there's fog, there's mist, there's dark darkness, there's spooky lights and there's Scarlet. And she comes down. She walks down to the ring. Keith Lee is staring. Dijakovic's kind of off to the side now like, whoa, what's this? What's this about? Scarlet has this like little black like sack almost like a like a bag. She pours it out into the ring and it's the broken hourglass that Keith Lee had smashed from Killer Cross uh, Carrying Cross. She kind of gives him a death stare, walks on out of there, leaving Keith Lee and Dijakovic in the ring like, "Huh. That was weird." Mm, yeah. <laughs> look cool. It like, really looks cool. I think the presentation of Scarlet and Karen Cross has been excellent. Yeah. Um, here they had like the, the black and white smoke, but also this orange light. Um, yeah, the, the presentation of them is crazy. Like the, the fog and the smoke and all that, like the, the smoke machines and stuff. It looks really cool. And I quite like using like Karen Cross doesn't always have to be there. Mm-hmm. I like using Scarlet to kind of deliver the messages. She's looking I, scary too. She like, she looks scary. She she has so much confidence with when she's doing it that yeah. it, it's it's spooky. She comes out and like it, it's ma- it matches his thing because his thing is like I know Dexter Loomis is supposed to be the the horror guy, but really it's Carrying Cross. Like his whole gimmick is 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 scary movies and stuff. They're and different clearly- type. I mean, I'm trying to Dexter Loomis would be your Michael Myers. That's what he's trying to play. Right? Shitty Michael Myers. It's I'm like trying- Halloween Five Michael Myers. Sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think what Karen Cross is because there, there's more of this, I don't know, confidence. I don't know. Fre- like, uh, Freddie. Yeah, or like American Psycho almost, kind of just. Well, he's got Scarlet to like do his like bidding, essentially. Like go, exactly. go, go spook them out a little bit. Go scare them a little bit. Exactly. And she comes out with like, you know, her tight leather outfit and like with her claws. Almost. She's yep. got like the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman yep. claws almost, right? Like she's scary. She's, I, I'm pretty sure she does her makeup properly, purposely to like, you know, emphasize. It's, it's, it's a whole look. It's a whole thought out process, which 
you can see it like works really, really well. Um, and I, I like it. The NXT crowd were all just like banging on the glass. The, you mean, yeah, Kona Reeves. Were, yeah. <laughs> no, but I thought it sounded quite yeah. cool as she was coming down. Yeah, um, it did. I, I liked it. I liked this, this a lot. This was uh, a highlight of the show for me because it was very simple. You, you have Scarlet come out, drops the hourglass, and it's pretty much as stares at you like, your time is coming, Keith Lee, and then walks out. So we'll get more on that afterwards. But yeah, I love it. Uh, isn't it funny though? I bet they were still wrestling the match before they were even at the finish and they had to turn those smoke machines on. Yeah. So all of a sudden, just the start things, there's just, <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things when you go to an event yeah, live, yeah. you see all the cameramen on the stage, you're like, all right, who's coming out? Or no, whenever they put, uh, four pyro in the ring, yeah. you know, Kane's coming yeah. out. You knew, you knew he was coming. Uh, after- we're talking about Kane. <laughs> oh my God. We talked about Kane again. <laughs> We're not for the rest of the show. No more talking no more about Kane. Kane. All right, yeah. cheers. All right. That. <laughs> um, we have Io Shirai backstage. She's ready for her title match tonight. We then go to commercial. When we come back, Dominic Dijakovic is backstage. He's being interviewed. He says, "Look, he says just what you said. Actually, Keith Lee is on another level. When we had those matches a few months ago, it was even. We were back and forth, and now he's he's tied it up with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and he's just." He's just far superior. He's heavy. He's way. And all of a sudden, Karrion Cross just shows up, gets in the face of Dominic Dijakovic. And I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Karrion Cross starts to speak Croatian to Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't recognize the language, but he wasn't speaking English. So I assume it was Croatian. I assume it's Croatian because Dominic Dijakovic then responds to him. Yeah. And is like, oh, really? And like, is kind of shocked that he could speak that to him and he could understand Dominic Dijakovic kind of like, isn't backing down. He's not scared. He's not playing into his mind games and killer cross gets in his face. Dijakovic and him start to brawl. They go fighting through this like doorway, kind of in a back area with all this NXT like guardrails and, and, and no padding any, anywhere. And Karen cross basically back body drops Dijak over onto like the ground. And yeah. like that just would, would, really hurt and he just kind of stares off with him and 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 kind of walks off scarlet and and such so carrying cross beating the hell out of die jack which uh I'll, I'll just get to right now they announce is happening next week which is dominic dijakovic versus carrying cross i think this is the write-off of die jack um i hope this isn't just a, a complete squash from cross i'd actually like to see have a competitive match here with cross eventually kind of Killing this guy. Yeah. Um, Carrying this guy. Carrying this ah. guy. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see Dijakovic on Raw soon. And my knowing Vince, knowing Bruce Pritchard, I mean, I'm saying like they're my mates, but like <laughs> knowing how they work, I see him on Raw as a heel to face Apollo Crews for the United States Championship. And ah. it's going to be the, the foreigner, the Croatian going for the US title. Uh, it's easy, but I think actually him and Apollo Crews could put on some really good matches. That would be a crazy match, actually. Yeah. I, I, look, Dominic Dajakovic screams WWE main roster to me. Yeah. He's big. He does moonsaults. Like, he does all the shit that he's got. Like, that's money to me, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. So I think we're going to see uh, his swan song next week. Okay, so next week... Dijakovic versus Cross, and you're saying Cross just kills him, sends him to the main roster. Yeah. All right. We'll see. I like it. I like it. Um, someone in the chat, Paul says he sees Dominic 
Dijakovic on Raw doing karaoke in no time. Oh, I would love to, to. We didn't talk about the karaoke segment. Dominic Dijakovic. I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some people that love the SmackDown karaoke, but I haven't some, watched it yet. There's some people that I did feel not I like. do need to watch it as karaoke legends and experts, yes. uh, champions as we are. We've been stuck in quarantine, and karaoke was a, a big part of our lives. Yeah. And uh, we have done it in quarantine. In the pandemic, we have done it indoors, but we haven't anymore. We don't have those mics anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's next week. We also we now go to Timothy Thatcher. He has a match. He comes down to the ring, and he's going up against someone whose name is just so fun to say, Denzel Desjardins. So I thought it was pronounced Desjardins. But they, they, they announced Dejanet. I think Dejanet sounds way better. Dejanet. I, I once went to a restaurant. Uh, I was doing a show at the time, and the stage manager goes, "What? What's the chicken debonair? That sounds so good. I'll have the chicken debonair." Like, and they uh, go, "What?" And she's like, "The the chicken debonair. I'll have that." And the waitress is like, "I don't know what you're talking about." She's like, "Here, here on the menu, the chicken debonair." She goes. It's chicken deboned. Oh, wow. Well. We're in Chili's. We should have known. <laughs> we should have known. <laughs> that was your first mistake, going to Chili's. I mean... Hey, oh, no, was... don't go to Chili's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, now everyone's mad. <laughs> Does Chili's do Taco Tuesdays? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Unlimited tacos. All I know is Chili's is the is always in memes and shit, and I fucking yeah. love it. Middle class, <laughs> middle class, fancy. Fancy. our favorite. <laughs> if you got anything out of today's episode, <laughs> middle class fancy on Instagram. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> but here we have Denzel Dejarnet. Dejarnet. <laughs> Denzel Dejarnet versus Timothy Thatcher. Um, this guy comes to the ring wearing a towel with a hole in it. Yeah, just. I don't know. Just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> that's his thought. That's what he was wearing, right? It looks comfortable. And that's not a bad idea. If you wanted to dry off real quick, just put the towel over your head and he falls through and you I just... I guess. I don't know. I lost W.H. Park what he thinks about, uh, what he thinks about Desjarnet and his fashion choices. Reminded me of Taz. Taz used to wear Taz a towel. The whole, yeah, but Taz looked cooler. Oh, this yeah. This was like a, like a poncho or... Well, I here I am making fun of Denzel Desjarnet, but he actually is pretty good wrestler. Uh, I've only seen him a few times here, but he is, I mean, Timothy Thatcher's gimmick right now is literally like the school of wrestling, catch can and all that stuff. But Desjarnet is giving him a run for his money really early on. They're like going back and forth with actually, it looks like a shoot. Like it literally looks on like a fight. Yeah, they're bringing up uh, like Denzel's background and the football stuff he did. They're selling him like, oh, this guy, this guy can go. Like this, this guy would be a b- good matchup for Timothy Thatcher here. And he, he Thatcher um, gets this like beautiful like suplex hold, guillotine hold, overhead throw suplex. It's crazy. It's a shoot. Um, they're going back and forth. Denzel keeps getting back on top of him, but of course Thatcher locks in the single leg crab. You know it's dangerous. You know it's deadly. But it's also Oni Lorcan's move. Mm. Which is Lance oh, Norm's true. move. Yes. So, as he has this move applied, Denzel taps out. He couldn't take it no longer. But as soon as the bell rings, Thatcher drops it, then puts him back into the move yet again. And this is where Oni Lorcan comes down to the ring. He makes the save. He attacks Thatcher from behind. Thatcher totally was like, just hit me. I, I don't care. 
just nails him. But Thatcher then goes running. He's scared off. Oni Lorcan looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Liked his skinny light blue jeans. Yeah, all he needed was D- Daisy Dukes and he'd yeah. be Stone Cold here. Uh, <laughs> this looked great. Why did Oni Lorcan look like such a star here? <laughs> Shout out Oni Lorcan. Throw him up. Throw him up. Throw him up. Yeah, I quite enjoyed this. Um, the match was very quick, but I, I enjoy like I enjoy watching that kind of wrestling. Um, especially during this time, I think it's wrestling that actually really works in the empty arena. Um, and I like how Dejanet tapped instantly. Like I, I'm not big on this kind of struggles in the in the submissions because realistically, you watch a like you watch an MMA fight. As soon as the submission's locked properly, you tap in. And I really like that with something as simple as a <laughs> single leg Boston Crab. He was like twisting the ankle and bending right back, and th- this guy tapped right away. Denzel knew. Um, and I'm actually quite happy we're gonna get this. Only Timothy Thatcher feud go longer, and we're going to get another match out of it because I really enjoyed their first one. Uh, yeah, I I was I'm super excited for that. I really like this. This was about like two minutes, not even, but it was like just actual wrestling. It looked like a shoot fight, and I I knew last week. I think it was last week with Thatcher and Oni that it wasn't the end. Like we wanted to see it again, or was it the week before? Um, and it was week one, wasn't it? Yeah, and and I want to see that match again, and I want to see it with time, and I want to see the character kind of the storyline kind of progress between the both. Obviously Thatcher kind of needs the push here. Cause he's the new like villain here that's turned on riddle and, and all that stuff. But, uh, in the, in the YouTube chat, Chris in the YouTube chat says he wants to see Oni versus Thatcher in a fight pit. Yeah. Is it, is it too early? No, I mean, but it's never too I early. mean, those two, I, that's how you sell the gimmick. You just have Thatcher run through these people in fight pit and fight pit. Oni would be a great choice for that. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Realistically, you can't really do that uh, too well once you have a proper crowd back. So why not do it during this era? Yeah, sure. With all all the scaffolding, you're not going to see shit, are you? Yeah, do it. Book it. it. Oni versus Thatcher. Fight Fight pit. pit. Yeah, let's do it. Denzel, too. I want to see more of this guy. He's great. Yo, whatever happened to uh, Arturo Huas, or what was his name? Arturo, yeah. Yeah, Uh, remember that? I mean... He's, he's in evolve, NXT. He was doing evolve, but that's gone. He was he was that kind of style too, like real oh, fighting. I, I think he like I'm looking forward to seeing him yeah, again. I really he, like he will him. be a staple here again. I we, hope so. We, he kind of just took a dip right now. He hasn't been. No, since... no, was he injured? Maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he he he's I'm someone. Sure, uh, we got a load of evolve regulars in the YouTube room right now, so I'm sure they'll let <laughs> yeah, us know. Yeah, uh, because that guy was great. The Brazilian Jiu Jitsu dude, him and Thatcher and stuff. That would be wild. Uh, we have <laughs> earlier or after the match from earlier, it's just Robert Stone. And he's looking at <laughs> Robert Stone is, is looking at the camera. Like he's looking at you, the viewer outside full cell in their like lobby area. And he's like, okay, uh, the red lights on. Yeah. The red lights on. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. 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 We're filming. We're filming just in case, uh, he's coming. He's coming. I need this just in case for insurance. And you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? Killian Dane approaches Robert Stone. Now, if you remember, Killing Dean got a drink spilled on him. It was his coffee, but it was kind of Aaliyah's fault or Shotzi's fault. So he's going to kill Robert Stone. But here he comes up to him. He's shaking him down. He's got him up like a bully. And Robert Stone's like, hey, man, I'm so sorry about that coffee thing. Uh, you know, I just had a terrible week. I don't know if you know this, but I was run over by a tank. <laughs> Killing Dane is like, hey, I don't give a shit about your coffee. I just 
I need your I need your help, essentially. Killian Dane asks him to help him get a match. And uh yeah. So Robert Stone and Killian Dane gonna be I, in a I think I like it. So um sorry, I, it's Killian Dane versus I already blanked it's on It's Loomis. Yeah, sorry, Dexter Loomis, because Aaliyah comes by with a drawing, with a, a painting, and is like, look at what Loomis drew, and it was like it was, yeah, it was the kind of the drink going into Dane and it was the tank, uh, the tank and all that, which kind of annoyed, uh, Dane. Dane. He hates drawings. Um, I, Dane is someone who, I mean, we've talked about a bunch on this show. We both kind of just got tired of, um, I enjoyed him in sanity. I thought he'd be great in kind of those six man matches and would do kind of cool spots for a big guy on his own. I think he's been pretty dull. Why not? Like, grow the brand. Grow the brand. <laughs> the Dane brand. Uh, the Robert Stone I, brand. I want to see where this goes, because he is probably one of the last people I would expect to be mixing it up with Robert Stone, and that's why I'm kind of interested. So I, I, Robert Stone's great. Why not? Robert Stone's been fantastic. I, I love... Uh, okay, make sure you're filming, because I need... It's like, yep. he needs the, the proof, because he thought he was about to get, just get destroyed and killed. So he was gonna, he's like, I need this for my insurance so I can sue him. That's the kind of guy Robert Stone is. I, I like this as a character. I really do. But Killian Dane versus Dexter Loomis has been added to next week. So okay. uh, can't wait. Um, and yeah, we last week we joked about the epic famous Chris Jericho cane coffee thing, but yep. we, we weren't sure if you it was You said coffee. you wouldn't mention cane Oh my again. god! Oh my god! Stop the show now. That's five times. Wow. And we have we still have the Tegan Knox match. We still have Tegan Knox. Oh god. Lady Kane. Oh my god. We can't escape. Don't say it again. He's like Candyman. You say it three times. Beetlejuice. We go to our main event. It is in fact Lady Kane. It is Tegan Knox challenging Io Shirai for her NXT women's championship um now this match starts off with tegan trying to handshake io shirai who basically swats it away and says get the fuck out of here i love it yeah i i've saw too many handshakes today. as soon as the bell's rung no handshake i agree that's how john pollock thinks before the bell sure sign of respect after the bell whatever yeah as soon as that bell's gone you want to win that match exactly yeah I I love this. I like Io Shirai is the good guy, but she's still the cool, like, you know, like she's a cool heel, you know, she's a cool heel. So Io uh, instantly has advantage taking Tegan down, but they're both kind of technical and they're both fast. They both kind of somewhat matched, I'd say, um, underrated in technical skill, I'd say for both of them. And they come back and forth. There's an awesome spot where... Uh, Dakota Kai whips Io Shirai into the corner, who jumps up and usually does her flying crossbody onto the opponent. But as she f- turns around in midair for the crossbody, Tegan catches her with a fallaway slam with a bridge for a two count. Just beautiful. Has she been watching Hangman? She, th- she's done this move before, but not in this variation where Io was jumping at her with the crossbody. This looked awesome, but Io kicks out at two. Uh, Io taking a book out of Pete Dunn. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Well, you know why I'm bringing this up because Io Shirai is trying to break the. Break your fingers! <laughs> yes. She's trying to break Tegan's fingers here with a finger breaker and slamming them all over the place. Um, there's a spot where Io drops Tegan into the ropes and does this like leg almost like chokehold with her it's like an octopus around the throat while it hanging into the ropes i foresee eo kind of adding this as her kind of tarantula type move like the yep. rope move looked awesome looked great um there's then a headbutt from tegan knox who tries to get advantage but eo gets the drop kick in the corner goes for um like it's almost like 
what did, what did Gold Dust do when you would put your legs up in the corner? Shattered Dreams? Shattered Dreams. But it's EO sets the legs up in the corner and then runs at you with like the knees almost to like Tegan's stomach. Well, I hope it was their stomach. It was a little high and not, not low, but, yeah. uh, ouchy. But when they go, that was in, uh, picture in picture. You see this world title match does get P and P. Did you notice? That's great. Um, Io Shirai during Picture in Picture has a cross face locked in on Tegan Knox. When we come back, Tegan moves out of the way on the outside from the Meteora, the knees in the, to the steps. And now Io goes flying knees first. So she's selling the injured knees. We're back in the ring. Somehow Io lifts up Tegan with the butterfly backbreaker for a two count, a bridging German for a two count. Eo runs into the corner but gets tied upside down, selling the knee. She's in the tree of woe, and Tegan runs at her with a cannonball while upside down. Um, there's then a German again from Eo sending Tegan into the corner. There's the bullet train is what she calls it, the double knees, the tiger faint kick, the 619, the springboard drop kick, but she's she she can't get the pin. She's selling the knee. She's she's so much pain. Um Tegan takes advantage of this, gets the suplex into the face first buster, and then the Molly go round, not the choke slam, but the Molly go round. It's only a two count as they both get to their feet. Io Shirai out of nowhere. I think this is one of my favorite wrestling moves. The Shote palm strike knocks Tegan down. Io climbs up, hits the moonsault. Io Shirai pins Tegan Knox, retaining the women's title. And uh, yeah, the Io Shirai, everything is Io, everything is evil. And everything is okay in the world of NXT. Uh, this was a lot of fun, but it didn't quite get to that next step that I thought we would kind of get to. I mean, to. I think that was the theme of the show. Exactly. Right? I said um, that in the beginning, yeah. I, it was technically absolutely fine. Um, just this wasn't... I mean, part of it is maybe... I don't think anyone kind of bought Tegan Knox winning the title yeah. here tonight. So... Maybe in a, a number one contenders match, you might get a bit more invested in it because you couldn't see which way it's going. But here, I think everyone knew what the outcome was going to be. Uh, match was absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, can't really complain about it. Both women worked really well with each other. Um, I feel Tegan might be a bit lost. I mean, maybe you have her. What would you do with Tegan now? Uh, I would put her back in with Shotzi. I thought we had a tag team, and then they kind of okay. split it for a little Perfect. while. But yeah, especially if Tegan, uh, if Shotzi's got beef with Leah and the ho- whoever else they got. I don't know. Shotzi's Actually, a little, no, little, no, little. you're right. Like, yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. The shocks and not what were they called? The, the daddy's balls. They had a weird name. Yeah, we were calling in shots and knocks. They were. They had a weirder name than that. It was. I swear, it was something to do with balls. I swear, it's like yeah, shiniest balls or something. Okay. Wizard balls. Yeah, I'm, wizard balls. Yeah, it was weird, man. I'm not. Lying. I didn't make it up. Um. But yeah, uh, I think obviously after this match, we see Io's direction. Okay, so after this match, Io Shirai is celebrating. She goes up the entrance ramp. She's celebrating. And just right before we cut away, cut, change the show, play whatever movie was coming on USA, out of nowhere, a wild Dakota Kai appears with a flying boot to the face of Io Shirai, knocking her down. And Dakota Kai just posing there on the entrance ramp, like, what up? So Dakota Kai clearly making it known that she wants a shot at the title. I really like this for a finish. Dakota Kai over the last couple of weeks has been winning matches and looking right into the camera saying, like, hey, I'm coming for the... She's been calling her out. I'm coming for the title. Yeah. Um, And this at the finish, it's like, all right, you've been ignoring me. I'm going to kick you in the face. Uh, 
I'm I'm looking forward to this. I think Dakota with uh, you've got Raquel Gonzalez in a corner could be a threat for Rio, and um, I think I'm more likely to buy maybe a surprise switch there than I am like Tegan winning. Yeah, tonight, see, that was you know? my issue. My issue was I didn't for a second believe Dijakovic was going to beat Keith Lee, and I didn't for a second think Ke- Tegan Knox was going to. Yeah, Io Shirai. Like, not at all. So, like, yeah, part of wrestling is you kind of want that, like, story, that drama. Like, ooh, could they do it? I just didn't believe it. Both stories. And it was really cool to see the Tegan Knox. Like, again, this was a, a pretty good match. It wasn't, like, anything crazy, uh, amazing, but... Uh, it was probably my match of the night, the main event, but that still, it didn't really, this whole episode didn't really, like, it was, it was enjoyable. It was fine. Yeah. This week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's nothing, um, there's nothing I'm gonna, like, think about ever again. (laughs) No, do you know what I mean? Like, we, we watch AEW every week and there's, there's often a, like, a crazy tag or something like that. Yeah. Where afterwards we go, man, that was awesome. And like someone will go, oh, how was AEW? How was NXT this week? And you go, oh, check out this match. This week was fine. It wasn't bad at all. But I mean, I guess it, this was kind of another hangover show, right? We just it had the Great like American Bash. Yeah. Uh, we've got your champions. And yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I, I like the main event. That was my favorite match. I, obviously, I love Io Shirai, but... I, even even still, it just felt like a TV safe bat match. I knew not one second she was going to lose this title. I, I did like the boot to the face at the end with Dakota, kind of the shock there, like oh, good end. Yeah, show, yeah, yeah, that was that was a strong end, and it kind of puts us into that rec- direction. I want Dakota to to cut a, a promo next week. I want her to come out with Raquel and basically shoot on EO and talk about how. I don't know. Is that uh, is that SummerSlam takeover? I guess, or, it's or it could be before. I don't know. But I would, I would, I would prolong it. I think that's a bigger program. That was the program we talked about for a few weeks. How we wanted to see this. What, are, what is it? Four weeks, something like that, till SummerSlam. Sure, it's about a month. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, th- I think you can build it up for Takeover SummerSlam. Yeah. There. Yeah. What would they call that one? <laughs> SummerSlam Takeover in your house. Because uh, we're not going anywhere else. All right. What throwback summer? That I mean, they can't do Bash at the Beach. No. But what kind of throwback? Um, can they do? I don't know. Let us know. What would you? What would you book the what takeover? Would you call takeover? Because they did. They're calling these other names, these old names now. Unless they're, you know, there's like what were the full sale ones? Like arrival. Uh, our evolution. Our evolution. Yeah, there's some weird. The ones. end. The end. Yeah, there were some weird ones. There was one that was just called Fatal Four Way, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. With the Fatal Four Way. Yeah. yeah. It was great. <laughs> uh, but that was NXT. I, you know, it wasn't a bad episode. It just, you're right. It felt like nothing really. It was enjoyable to watch and it was entertaining, but nothing yeah, really like, memorable that like stands out. When we were running through it, yeah. everything we were like, yeah, kind of like this, kind of like yeah. this. But there was nothing, like wrestling wise, there was nothing out this world. And when you think you've got EO versus Tegan, Dijakovic versus Keith Lee, and Cameron Grimes versus Damien Priest. Cameron on, Grimes. On paper, this should be an excellent show. And it was just fine. But I think a lot of it is we didn't believe in any of the other outcomes. Like, it was very obvious who was going to win every match. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I, I liked it, but it'll move into the, the next direction. Um, so that was NXT. From Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. That's what we thought. Uh, every Wednesday, we post on the Post Wrestling Forum to hear what you 
think about NXT every week. So let me open up that. And I know we have some people who wrote in. I'll start off with the first one here. Eva from London. So-so episode of NXT. Ran out of Thatch Facts. So here's some School of Hard Knocks. I like it. See what they did there? She has four tattoos on her left hand, which represents friendship with four other WWE wrestlers. Kai, Luray, Duke, and Shayna Baszler. Ooh, interesting. I wonder what the paw print tattoos on her back represent. Quick thoughts. Pretty decent match between Knox and Shirai. Always love Lady Kane. Oh, God, we did it again. <laughs> also, Sh- Shirai refused to shake hands. What a bully. Sound familiar. Uh, yeah, Io's a cool bully, though. Shayna is not a cool bully. She's like, none of this shit. We got a title match. I love what Shayna's doing on uh, on the main roster these days. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, why didn't they promote the Dijakovic Lee match leading into this episode? Yeah, uh, I, I we thought that first, and then we watched the match, and then we were like, oh, that's why, because it didn't feel like those I think other so. Matches. Yeah. And also, what do you do for the first twenty minutes? With not, the whole not that. talking segment. Uh, AEW starts off with a hot match every week. And I think wrestling shows could take a lot of notes from that. Because this felt like main roster with Keith Lee coming out. Yeah, he won the title. So I'll give him a break. But like, it felt like main roster. It's like, the breathing episode. Like, yeah. it's common. for That's just what WWE does. Right. Number three, uh, Eva continues. What did you think of Tom Phillips playing the role of a heel commentator? Byron did it better in 2014. Yeah, we, we forgot to mention this. Yeah. Uh, Tom Phillips was the role of the heel here so he was he supports of, robert stone he's like yo dude got hit over but he got ran over by a tank is tom phillips the heel yeah he's not saying that because we've like all of you guys have been saying this as well it's like this guy just comes up offers his help and then gets put through a table or ran over poor guy <laughs> I think it's I think it's the other two that uh, the I like Tom Phillips better as a heel. I don't like Byron Sachs or just anything. No. Number four, I'm happy only uh Lorkin Thatcher is continuing. Hashtag fight pit. Yeah. Random question, are beer stores in Toronto open because they aren't in London, Ontario? I've been getting my craft beer from Loblaws. Oh yeah, beer stores been open here. And PS English uh, another English Davy, Davy Grant won the opening bout of UFC two fifty one. There you go. Well done. Fight Fight Island? Good lad. Fight Island Pit. Fight Pit Island. Fight Pit Island. Yeah. We go to Hugh from Melbourne. It's been a while. My workouts changed, so I can't watch NXT live anymore, but I took today off because it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Hugh. Grimes and Priest put on a solid, hard-hitting match. That reckoning off the ropes looked brutal. Priest should always do it that way. Yeah, that did look pretty cool. I did like that. I thought Indy Hartwell looked good, but the big boot is a little played out, even if she has the legs for it. On the Aussie Indie, she used a Hamelock DDT and Springboard Rocket Kick as finishers. Um, I mean, we might see finishers from her. I think this was like a, a, shock a cheap win, win yeah. right? So it was like the rookie just getting the cover. That Phantasma promo was amazing and had major Lucha Underground vibes. Look at how they're portrayed compared to Gaza and Andrade on the main roster. Gaza is a generic playboy character and Andrade has basically no character at all now. Lee Dijakovic was great as always, but I'm glad they didn't steal the promoted main event from the women. The match you've built up should always take priority. Yes, I agree with you there, 100%. Fantastic match from Io and Tegan. The chokeslam looked better since Io is so short and the Shote counter to the shiniest wizard looked brutal. 7.5 out of 10. Stay safe, and I'll write in next time I'm off work. See, I didn't want to bring up the chokeslam, but uh, Hugh from Melbourne did. 
Uh, what, like a chokeslam just like the Hurricane? Yep. Or The Undertaker? Yep. Yep. Or Kane. Oh, no. <laughs> Jackie from Orlando really enjoyed tonight's show. Despite the lack of expectations this had compared to the l- past two weeks, I thought Dijakovic and Lee worked a style of match that they haven't done before, using a lot of counters and saving the hard-hitting stuff for the end. Thatcher and El Legato del Fantasma segments were awesome. This is the kind of stuff I prefer over backstage segments that pretend to be spontaneous. Lastly, I enjoyed the main event, but God, Knox's acting was garbage so over the top. Ooh. I didn't, I, I don't see that too much. I, With Knox? Yeah, I don't know. It's huh? Fine. Interesting. Me, I did, yeah. Didn't offend me either way. Uh, was that it? Yeah, go for it. Oh, we go to Paul from New Jersey. So, let me get this straight. Tom Phillips talked about both Marty Jannetty and the Iconics while an Aussie beat up Shotzi Blackheart. Did I write this show and forget about it? <laughs> 10 on 10. I do think Shotzi is a solid baby face, which isn't easy in this company. Grimes and Priest has been quite an entertaining program, and not just because of Grimes. Over the top? Yes. But I do greatly enjoy Robert Stone as he does a great job getting heat and giving it to these big schmucks. EO winning was a formality, but I thought Tegan did an excellent job tonight, playing this uh, the default heel while showcasing much-needed personality. Very enjoyable show. This week's Kona rumour, apparently the Robert Stone brand might become the finest. <laughs> Keep up the good work and never forget you're the superior brand. Also, Kane. All right, there we go. He was clearly in the YouTube room. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone else in the in the YouTube room said Davy that you said that that she did a choke slam like the hurricane. Oh boy, <laughs> I missed that. Um, yeah, uh, imagine the finest joining Robert Stone. That'd be uh, that would be great, great, fantastic. Uh, uh, last one here. We go to mystery. Hiya, couple things. Robert Stone getting ran over with a tank and getting revenge on Shotzi is one thing, but I have a feeling it's going to result in him getting ran over again. Yeah, I hope so. Imagine he breaks both his legs. I mean, you have a bigger tank next time, don't you? Yeah, one of those real ones that she was in. Yeah, wow. Uh, he continues. EO versus Tegan was fine, but I feel like it was a step down from the last two weeks. Um, that EO has had matches and Dakota attacking her at the end was fine as it instantly sets up her next feud, but I don't think Dakota is winning either. I can't see anyone in NXT beating EO right now for the title. She's pretty much above every other woman in NXT in every aspect right now. And with Survivor Series a couple months after SummerSlam, assuming NXT is part of it again, I don't see anyone but EO representing the brand as champion. Yeah. Um, interesting point. I yeah. could see EO holding on to the title for quite a long time, giving this, Giving the title kind of what it had. Remember when Asuka held it for a long time? Kind of give it that, yeah. that, that good, that good rub. Question of the week. How do you guys feel about the teased Kyrie versus Asuka match after Extreme Rules? Would you rather see it on Raw or at SummerSlam? Especially if it is Kyrie's farewell match. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love it at SummerSlam. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Um, just like babyface versus babyface, two great friends who've had this great, like history together, yeah. I I'm I really hope that's SummerSlam match. I would like to see Kyrie versus Oscar. Yeah, definitely. We joked about seeing was it Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte versus Asuka, Io, and Kyrie. But yeah. I don't think I think Charlotte's kind of gone away for a little while, so yes. I don't think we're going to see that. But uh, yeah, Kyrie going back to Japan by the end of the summer is what the the internet tells me. So I got to believe it, just like yeah. the John Cena thing. I don't know, but the internet tells me that it must be true. But uh, Kyrie versus Asuka at SummerSlam is something I would definitely want to see. That's all the feedback. Thank you for writing in your feedback. 
Thank you for listening to this show. We do up next every Wednesday night. Uh, we record it Wednesday live on our YouTube, youtube.com slash up next. Shout out the YouTube room. And uh, like we mentioned, we do uh, a Thursday show as well, Up Nextro, where we do compare NXT and AEW. And uh, I feel like I've been, I, I, we are the NXT guy. We're your NXT friends. But like, I feel like AEW has been the more, more fun show for me to watch. It just flows more easy. Maybe it's because it's still in its first like year. It's still fresh. It's still so new. Everything's new. They I don't know. always seem to have really hot matches on TV. Always. Um, like last week's, last week's, was it the tag? This eight, ten people tag? What the f- How many people were in that tag? That match was crazy. Yeah. Like, we, we talked about it on our Thursday show on our Patreon. Um, but we, we've been loving both shows, but man, AEW is like totally just, just been a lot of fun to watch. And I know there's a lot of like WWE diehards that are like, no, I won't watch this stuff. But like, hey, it's, it's been really, really, really fun to watch. But you can hear us talk about that and the ratings and all that stuff. Speaking of ratings, last week, NXT beat AEW in the ratings. But you want to know a show that gets more higher ratings than AEW and NXT? Cannonball! Yeah, Mike the Miz, his Cannonball show. I think it aired not on the Wednesday night, obviously, but uh, wow, it got higher ratings than both of these shows. So I'm Miz, surprised. Miz equals ratings. I mean, it looks like Cannonball. It's like water, like lava. The floor is lava. I mean, I think yeah, anyone will kind of could tune into that and be like, yeah, all right. Whereas I think people put on wrestling and they're like, ugh, no, I don't like wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I think I don't know. It's like a game show where you walk and you jump into. Yeah, there's a course. I don't know. Yeah, I like splat a lot better. Sure. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com/slash/upnext. This is our extreme month. We mentioned all the extreme shows that we got this week, last week, the whole month, and all the back catalog. Five dollars a month gets you all the shows that we've been doing, and we love doing it. We're stuck in quarantine. It's summertime. We've been recording shows in the backyard. It's been a vibe. It's been a, a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to us. Follow us on Twitter at Up Next Podcast. And again, the Facebook group and Facebook page, Up Next Podcast. Am I missing anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Join me on Saturday for my Impact Review with John and Nate on the main post-wrestling feed. And then join us here on the YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Up Next for our watch along. We'll be going live about 5 to 7 for the whole main card and then we'll stick around and give a little post show after so youtube.com forward slash up next they're always a lot of fun so join us for that yes thank you for listening wash your hands wear a mask take care goodbye and everything is evil see no evil see no EO it's gotta be Kane <laughs> ahoy You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. 
From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. 